Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello. Hello. I've noticed that I have a bad habit when you turn up here of whatever the latest gripe is in my marriage, trying to get you on my side so that in an argument at a later point, mm. I can say, well, Annabelle thinks the same thing as I do. Tell so what you say. I just, I, it never occurred to me that like by me taking your side, it would get repeated back to her. I yeah. have to be more neutral. Strength in numbers. Oh, no. She's terrifying in an argument. Mm. It's like being up against a top barrister or something. Right. So the best I can do is, well, it's not only just me that thinks so. No. But do you make it out that I brought it up? <laughs> Annabelle mentioned that she thinks you do this. Oh. I hope not. Today it was about leaving windows and doors open. Mm-hmm. Which I think if you want to let a bit of air into the house, great, good for you. Fling those doors and windows open wide. Sing who will buy this beautiful morning out of them for all I care. Yeah. Then when you go out, Close them again. It's your responsibility. I yeah. do agree. Yeah. She also just rips chunks out of bread. Really? Like an animal? Yes. Like a yeah. dog got a Yeah, once once my old dog got, got this enormous loaf of sourdough bread and had at it. And it was quite something to see. It was like a dog shape. Uh, the, 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 not even dog shape, but the shape of a dog's head <laughs> indented. It was like Pompeii almost. <laughs> You could, in the bread. And that's very much Sarah's approach to eating bread. She just rips chunks out of it. She uses her hands, though. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> with the teeth. But so what she would say is she slices the loaf in half mm. and then it's up to her what she does with her half of the loaf. Oh, so it's like half each. This is what I'm doing. Okay, well, that makes it slightly better. But I don't want to be in a kind of marriage where we have bread apartheid like that. <laughs> it does seem that way. I've never heard of people separating their bread. Well, it was because this issue has flared up so many times. Oh, I see, I see. Anyway, it's my uh, it's my wedding anniversary today. So you're getting all the gripes out on this special day. <laughs> um, so she's she's gone off to uh, she's gone off to work. Party. Oh, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's the thing. Mm. We received some flowers from uh, Dave and Beth, my best man and his wife. Oh, that's nice. Wishing us happy anniversary. Very nice. Now, I was Dave's best man. Mm. Last year, 
they uh, celebrated their 10th wedding anniversary. We're celebrating our 8th. Mm. So it being a 10th, I thought I'd send them some flowers. Mm-hmm. I don't think they realised that I was just doing it because it was a significant number. Right. A landmark anniversary. Oh. And now... I think there's this expectation that we've got to send each other flowers. Oh, you're both starting now every year. Yeah. Oh, wow. Which so was, he hasn't sent flowers before? Never. Oh, no. You start, you started something terrible there. It's going to be every year. So what should I do then? I personally would cut it out right now, like nothing next year. But it's their wedding anniversary next. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Don't send anything. In about a month. You're, it's, you're breaking the chain. You're breaking the chain. Okay. Do you, I need to say anything? Say... Did you like those flowers I sent you for your 10th? <laughs> no, you don't need to say anything. I could say, I've not said, I, I presume Sarah's sent a thank you. I could say a thank you saying, oh my goodness, these flowers are so spectacular. Thanks so much. And only for an eighth anniversary. Wow. What have we done to, no. No, no, no. Just, just, I think How no words. Can be passive aggressive? <laughs> No, not pass- passive grateful. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so we went out last night because uh, Sarah's working today, and um, she she was actually working a bit last night as well. So I went to meet her in central London in Soho. Mm-hmm. So I was waiting in this deserted street, and I'm aware of an erratic figure coming barreling down the street. You can just sense when somebody's a bit erratic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Firstly, they're not using the pavement. Right. That's often a giveaway, isn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah. And then he appears to be having some kind of phlegm problem. Mm. So he's making a lot of noises. Mm. There's a lot of, almost like there's, uh, I don't know, a a, a poltergeist or something inside of him. He's trying to get it out, the first noises that I hear. Mm. And then... He starts air blowing his nose. Oh no, that's disgusting! And he's really going for it. Is he putting one finger over one nostril to get enough power? And the, the exactly, yeah, 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 and then yeah. switching nostrils. Oh wow! And this goes on as he's approaching me. As he gets quite close, within a couple of meters, he sees me, and instantly apologizes. He hadn't noticed that I was there. He thought he was on an empty street, which oh. I think makes it a bit better. Yeah, that's one thing. I then feel like I need to say something and I just blurt out, oh, oh, it's all right. I would have done the same. (laughs) I wouldn't have done the same. None of what he was doing would I even do the privacy of my own home. I would just air blow my nose into the air during a pandemic. We we, we all do it. (laughs) Why did I I say that? I'm so concerned with just making him feel better. Yeah, you were. It's nice. Because of his gracious apology. The other weird thing that I blurted out recently is... um, there's a lad next door. He's so sweet. When we first moved here, he was probably only 10 or 11 years old. So now he's 17 or 18. And there's been that transformation. He's gone from this cute kid I used to say hello to. I think my job, when I had a job, seemed kind of a bit exciting to him. Mm-hmm. Then he would babysit on occasion for Gene when he was really small. And now... Ultimately, the same sweet lad, but taller than I am and very much a teenager, has that teenager energy. Mm-hmm. So I've just become uncomfortable around him in this way because I try and I don't try and use any youth speak. No. Because I'm not up on the lingo. Thank goodness. I wish I was, though. 
I go on websites sometimes to see what the uh, what the teenage slang is, and it it just feels a bit dated even to me. You are never going to find it out on the internet. Don't, no, please don't try. It's too embarrassing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's our dynamic these days. I'm kind of a bit uncomfortable because I I want to seem like I know how to talk to a teenager, but I really don't. Mm. The other detail you need to know about him is he sometimes goes out helping his dad, who's a builder. So I'm going to cross the shop the other night and I pass his dad's van and he is there getting the stuff out the back of it. And he walks towards me with some kind of huge contraption. I don't even know what it's called. I say, oh, what you got there, Jay? He then tells me what it is. I haven't retained that information. I go, oh, off to chop down trees, are you? Going to be a lumberjack? Why, why did I say that? <laughs> well, what was the, the thing related to that? No. I mean, it was some, I think it did some kind did of it, soaring function okay, on thank it. Thank goodness. Okay. But it wasn't something you would use. It The thing it looked most like was the thing that um, a butcher would have to slice ham. Okay, right. Yeah, so not for trees. <laughs> no, no. Why They're doing very thin that? slices of wafer tree. <laughs> yeah. I just don't understand how other people have good banter. Mm. Where does it come from? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just wish I had bants. Yeah. Maybe you could find it on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> but then I'd have to, I wouldn't be able to bring it to mind. I'd have to print it off and keep it in my pocket. No, that's not going to work, no. Maybe Hold I should, have, maybe I should some... have an A4 sheet of banter ready to go. Laminated. Lamin- for, for different occasions. Yes. Okay. I'm just seen. getting my bants out. Excuse me. <laughs> right, let's hear from, uh, from our drifters. Jane says, this story is about the time me and my sister went to see a band play about 15 years ago. I was 20 and she was in her mid-30s. My sister is the only person in the world I love wholeheartedly and unreservedly. Sorry, kids. But she and I are quite different. She has a deep passion for celebrity culture, which I very much do not share. She is the ultimate fangirl, whereas I find fawning over well-known people a bit embarrassing. Back in the mid-2000s, you may remember there was a rather popular band called Busted. It consisted of three lads singing songs about fancying their teacher and crushing on someone's as-yet-unborn great-great-grandchild. Different times, different (gasps) times. They were very, very popular with pre-teens and my 35-year-old sister. I was not a fan and I'd never liked anything popular. Yes, I was that kind of teenager. Over the years, my sister had loyally followed the band around various venues and tours. She talked about the individual members as if they were close friends and she had an encyclopedic knowledge about their lives. This was pretty impressive given it was pre-social media. The sad but inevitable time came for the band to split up with the lead singer, Charlie, wanted to do something less teeny boppy and a bit more edgy rocky. My sister was distraught, but vowed to remain loyal to her Charlie. One of the first gigs his new band plays was at the student union in the town I was living in. When the dates were released, my sister begged me to go. I really, really didn't want to, but I couldn't bear to crush her dreams of seeing Charlie again on stage. (laughs) So I bought the tickets and made all the necessary arrangements for her to come and stay. The gig was in early March and that night was exceptionally cold. The venue was experiencing technical issues, so they kept us all waiting outside for almost two hours. 
Once we were allowed in and warmed up, the gig started and my sister was having the time of her life. I was having less of a good time, but smiling through the pain. At one point, my sister told a security guard that I was Charlie's biggest fan and asked if she could get a signed CD for me for my upcoming 18th birthday. This led to some serious questions from the venue staff about my age and I had to persuade a very suspicious bouncer that I was actually nearly 21 and therefore legally able to be in the venue. I felt hugely relieved when the evening came to an end and we could go home. My sister had an amazing night and got her precious signed CD and I'd remained sweet and pleasant throughout. Mission accomplished. Or so I thought. I'd ordered a taxi, pre-ordered a taxi to take us home. But as we were leaving the student union, my sister spotted the band's tour bus parked in the university car park. She refused to get in the taxi and instead decided to camp outside the tour bus on the coldest night of the year. We hadn't brought coats. I was very tempted to jump in the taxi and leave her to it, but she didn't know the city at all. So I apologised profusely to the very unimpressed taxi driver and joined her by the tour bus. Three hours went by slowly. During this time, lots of drunk university students wandered past on their way back from the city centre to their halls of residence. They thought having Charlie from Busted in their car park was hilarious. Most of them drunkenly (laughs) shouted rude words at the tour bus. A few even threw (laughs) stones at the bus windows. Each time another raucous gang of inebriated students came along causing trouble. My sister, who is four foot six, bristled with rage and confronted them. She ended up chasing one group down the street, much to their amusement. I've never been quite so mortified in my life. (gasps) By about 2am in the morning, the very small group of fellow fans who were waiting with us had gradually peeled off into the night, having decided the band weren't going to come out. Finally, when it was just me and my sister left, we heard a noise and the tour bus door slid open. A security guard stepped out, followed by Charlie from Busted. My sister... 35 years old, remember, shrieked with joy, ran to him and threw her arms around his waist, literally (laughs) crying tears of joy. I'm not sure how long she squeezed him for, but it felt like an eternity. She eventually let go of him, but way after it got awkward. She then thanked him for the CD and said, it was for my sister and she's your biggest fan, whilst gesturing at me. (laughs) Charlie from Busted turned expectantly to me, smiled warmly and opened his arms wide, offering a hug. For some reason, I didn't accept the hug. Instead, I stepped forward, coolly offered him a handshake and said, (laughs) how do you do? As if we were in some kind of period drama. I have no idea what I was doing. I'm not against hugging. I hug people all the time. But on this occasion, my brain and body colluded to do the most weird and awkward thing possible. Charlie and the rest of the band looked on totally bemused as we awkwardly (laughs) shook hands. We all then had to make 10 minutes worth of awkward small talk whilst pretending the whole handshake thing had been perfectly normal. (laughs) I'm sure I wasn't the only one who was relieved when they got back on the bus and it was all over. That was the last gig I ever took my sister to and I'm still not over it. Oh, that's fantastic. And this is from Sarah. This happened many years ago when I was a very awkward, shy teenager of about 16. I'd been experiencing a severely itchy ear for a few months and finally decided to make an appointment to see the doctor to see if I could get some cream to fix it. The doctor I saw was a male doctor adding to my awkwardness. I sat down and he asked what he could help me with and I quietly replied, I've got a problem with my ear. He proceeded to ask me various questions which started well like, how long have you had it? Oh, a few weeks, I replied. Is it painful? It is when I scratch it and poke it a lot, I reply. What about discharge, he asked. Maybe a bit of wax, I say. 
I'm beginning to wonder why he hasn't looked inside my ear when he suddenly says, to my horror, if you'd like to go behind the curtain and remove your underwear, I'll examine you. Before I've had time to think, what I do, I just shout in a very loud voice, it's my ear! (laughs) I could only think he must have thought I've said, I've got a problem down here. (laughs) The appointment ended very quickly after that. (laughs) Keeping my underwear very much in place. Oh, please, uh, please send us yours. Um, I feel that teenage, like when did it start for you, the social awkwardness could be a good area for us. Mm. You know, your earliest teenage memories of trying and failing to speak to another human being. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, so send us your stories, please. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Annabelle. Yes. I'm ready for another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult. So I had to go to the opticians again this week, which is bad because I hate going to the opticians. I've said before that if I had to go more than once every two years, I consider having my eyes taken out like you with a bad tooth. <laughs> I hate the tests they do where they show you the two different groups of dots in quick succession and you have to say which is clearer. And I hate this because my memory is so poor. I can't remember if the first one is clearer by the time it's got to the second <laughs> one. I have to keep asking them to go back and I can feel them getting annoyed with me. Like I'm that person in a restaurant who still can't decide what they want to eat, even though the waiter has been standing expectantly over them for about 10 minutes. There's much less reading letters out, which is what I used to be fine with. Like that bit is, I like reading letters out. That bit's mm, good. Mm. But what was good about this opticians was it was the same chain that I always go to, but a different branch. And it was a really small one. And it was like quite retro because the optician had, remember that big suitcase of lenses and those big glasses oh, they yeah, put on yeah, you yeah. and you keep changing the lenses. I feel that's quite retro now. And I got to was do it that. Was it like some hipster East London optician? No, 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 it's just a chain, but it was a really small one. And it also had a low tech version. You know that machine that puffs air into your eyes? Oh, oh yeah, my yeah. God. I hate that thing. So usually like I do thing where you put your chin on it and your forehead on it but she mm. had like some handheld thing i have to say that i'm not 100 convinced that that machine does anything like i've never looked into it but a bit of me suspects it's just a joke that opticians have all got together and conjured up because i think it's funny to puff air into her eyes and <laughs> see how much we flinch they only use it on people who are flaky about which one's clearer the red one or the green one <laughs> it's a punishment and i also feel like depending on how much they like you they dial it up from light puff to moderate gale yes, to hurricane yes yes i always get hurricane um anyway so it's been when i've been before it's always been that machine that does a puffing but she had this handheld thing that she also had to look into so she was right up in my face and i do not cope well with this air at mm. all like i don't so much flinch as violently shudder and i was jolting about so much kept having to redo it And I kept saying to myself over and over, it's coming, it's coming. You're a rock, you're a rock, you're a solid, unmoving rock. It's coming now. And yet I'd still vigorously convulse. And it was so bad that I sought some reassurance and I said to her, am I flinching a normal amount? (laughs) You know what? She said nothing. She just said, don't worry, nearly done. (laughs) Obviously not. I'm obviously over flinching. As it turns out, I do need a new glasses prescription, which is bad because... 
they've always just continued the frames that I wear now. So I need to choose new ones, which oh. is just terrible because I'm desperate, desperate to avoid looking vain. I mean, I am vain, obviously, but like I know to keep it <laughs> hidden. And it's really hard to hide it when trying on glasses with a Specsave assistant right next to you. But what I really want to do is try every pair on twice and then get a shortlist for a third try and then get a few photos because photos yes, look yes, different to yes. mirror reflections. And I want to ask their advice, the optician's advice. I want to ask every customer's advice. I want to have a colour consultant on hand on the best colour for my skin tone. But what actually happens is I try a few of the cheapest pairs on and then randomly pick one because I don't want to look vain. <laughs> there was a middle-aged guy in the shop at the same time as me and he was doing everything I wanted to do apart from the colour consultant. And I was in awe of him. Wow. Oh, why can't I be like you? Anyway, what I did this time was opt to have new lenses put in my old frames, even though it's more of a faff because I'd have to go back to another branch that it's harder to get to for some reason than wait around until they're done. Unless I decide in the meantime that I do want my eyes out, which I think is becoming (laughs) more and more likely. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. little unconnected things first one you know you've said you've got a little auto response in your head often if somebody asks you to do something yeah do it yourself <laughs> and i don't mean it i honestly don't mean it I just it's just a uh, like what do they call it like a tick or something mm. yeah so if i said oh can you pass me that glass of do water right, that's what happens i don't in your say head. it no mm. how often do you find yourself thinking you'll be sorry when i'm dead Oh. I have it all the time. Do you? I don't know. Anything, anything. Yeah, yeah. For anything from um, if I go to the supermarket and I can't find something and I ask if they've got it and they say, I'm sorry, uh, uh, we're all out. I think, yeah, you'll be sorry when I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) Or a table in a restaurant. Anything up until... It doesn't even make sense. They won't know. No, I know. (laughs) Or anything up until, you know, if uh, I say to a friend of mine, oh, should we go to the cinema on such and such a date? And they say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm busy. I think, yeah, you'd be sorry when I'm dead. Oh, wow. It's weird, isn't it's it? It's angry. Why is, what is really at the root angry, of that? It's really... I mean, it's as bad as do it yourself, really. But... <laughs> what is at the root of it, though? What's wrong with us? I don't know. I think I'm really over uh, overestimating the importance of my own death to most people. Yeah, I think especially people who you're never going to see again. Yeah. And even the people who are my friends, mm. I don't think they're really going to get... They're not going to be uh, wailing and gnashing their teeth and saying, I finally had gone with him to the cinema. They probably weren't even registering the fact that it happened. No. They wanted to change the date. <laughs> Maybe I need to do something in my brain to switch it to, well, you won't be sorry when I'm dead. Yeah. None of this will matter. Yeah. Okay, that was good. Good little therapy session. Yeah. Um, next thing is, I've told you, so broadly speaking, I will miss face masks. Mm. Because I don't have a great face and I think the more of it that is covered up, the nicer people are to me generally. However, I have noticed that there are a couple of things 
that I'm not able to do when I'm wearing the mask involving showing that I'm kind. Mm -hmm. So, for example, today I was in a shop. There was a, a lady with a, like a toddler who was screaming his head off. So I gave her a look, which I thought was saying, we've all been there. Don't worry. Yeah, I know yeah. what it's like. I know that look. But without my full face and just my eyes on display, mm. I'm worried that it looked like a glare. Oh, because how often do we practice just like seeing what the, our expression is just for the top half? We don't know, do smizing. we? Smizing. Oh, smizing. Did, what was that show you used to watch where they told you about smizing? America's Next Top Model. Smart, I don't think I've got smizy eyes. eyes, though. I've got quite wonky eyes Here, at the best of time. Uh, uh, I think it's a TikTok rage, so I don't know how I know this. So what you've got to do now is smile. Do a proper big smile. A proper big smile. Right, now relax your mouth to normal. Believe your eyes where they were. No, do it again. <laughs> See, I, I can't do it. I don't have an expressive face. I don't. No, I mean, apparently that's your model look as well. Okay. Smizing. Mm. Okay. Um, the other thing I was going to mention was um, how many people do you have you kind of ended up following on instagram and and their lives even though they might not be giving you very much have become not quite a soap opera but they've been like they've become the people in your life people that i don't know yes, yes i've got i've got a few of those i would say yes and it's very weird and i'm always thinking i wonder what single mama triplets is up to today right. <laughs> things like that yeah yeah so i i follow a surprising amount um of like people who are really into menswear. Okay. You know, like nice um, jackets and oh, you've suits this and things. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And there's this there's this fellow that I follow. And um, I think sort of in real life, he is a, uh, like a lawyer. He's, a, he's, he's, he's in Stockholm and he's a lawyer. And I kind of, when I, a lot of the time, these, these people who have these Instagram menswear accounts, they're not people I would ever want to, be friends with in real life, mm. just from looking at them. Right, you know they're too slick, okay. very alpha. Mm. Not maybe the type of guy who would suggest to another guy a game of squash on a Saturday morning. Okay, yeah, you know, I'm not that person, and I wouldn't fit in in that world. They like they'd go to um, a cigar bar, for example. I'm I'm, I'm not this guy. I'm mm. not this guy. Mm. But this is one guy I've started following, and I really, um, he looks like I could be in a band with him. You know what I mean? Okay. I'll show, show him to you. This yeah. this is the guy. Oh, wow. It looks really like, it looks really like you. Well, he looks like, do you know who I mean when I say the comedian John Kearns? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think he looks like if John Kearns and I had a baby. Yeah, That's wow. what he would look, look like. So I really enjoy following this guy. But what I was going to say is, do you ever have it when sometimes they'll post a picture of them with somebody else and you feel... It's not quite a pang of jealousy, but that's definitely like a component of it. But I also think, oh, no, he's fallen in with a bad crowd. He shouldn't be knocking about with that guy. <laughs> You're overprotective yes! of him. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like, well, that actually, I've just found a picture of him with a, a guy who I think is fine. But <laughs> You're just judging on the appearance, whether he's fine or not. Or like, a bad crowd. Like, look at this guy here. Like, I, I don't want him knocking around with that guy there. <laughs> Do you think you should tell him? <laughs> no. Not. Isn't that what the comments are for underneath no. the Instagram post? No, no, you do it DM, obviously. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Quandary Corner at the Glap Clinic here in Problematic Annabelle. Helen says, as we all know, going to the hairdresser is a nightmare. As an aside, can we get a secret hairdresser episode? 
Yes, I love it. a we secret definitely hairdresser. Definitely do that soon. Yeah, I foolishly joined a new one after lockdown. It was round the corner. First visit was fine, but then the rules changed mid-August. I stood at the door, went in, mask on. The receptionist ushered me into my chair. Then the hairdresser arrived. We all hate this moment anyway, don't we, when they ask, what do you want? I was already braced for words about volume, movement, bounce, without knowing what that even looks like. Of course, as a drifter, I already have an answer ready. Oh, yes, please. That all sounds great. Yes, let's do that. And then if we hate the end result, still congratulating them on a wonderful cut. So I was feeling quite relaxed. That's when she said it. Do you want me to wear my mask? I panicked. I was wearing mine, but I didn't know it was now an option. But you can imagine the quandary. She's new to me. I want her to like me. Is the right answer yes, because she wants to wear hers, or no, because she really doesn't and is so happy she now has the choice? What do you do if someone says, do you want me to wear? What did she actually say? Do you want me to wear? I think if someone's saying, do you want me to wear my mask? Is it, is it, is it more slanting towards they don't want to wear it, but would you prefer it? I think it is, yeah. I think it is too. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it is perfectly legitimate of you if you have concerns. To say yes, to please. To say yes, I think. But she wants to be liked by this person. And you don't want the ha- the haircut sabotaged. But they, and what if you say, no, I don't, but they really did? Oh, I don't no, I, don't, I, don't, I think we can take that off the table. Could, you, we take that off the could table. you just say, oh, whatever... Whatever you want. Bat it straight back to them. Whatever you'd prefer. I, I'm so easy, whatever you'd prefer. I think if one person's wearing a mask and the other isn't, then the one who isn't should be taking their lead from the person who is. You should mm, be thinking, yes. okay, well, it, obviously that person doesn't feel comfortable without the mask, so I should be putting mine on. Yeah, oh, that's good advice. But that would be advice to the hairdresser, not, not to the customer. Yeah, so for Helen, I think bat it back whatever you prefer unless you do want her to and say oh i would i think it's okay to say yeah i'd prefer you if you did but then she's gonna give you a spite a spite haircut mm. do you think she will yes well when i we, would when we finally do our secret Even hairdresser, put, yeah. we'll find out if they ever do spite haircuts i've definitely had spite haircuts <laughs> do you think? yeah definitely yes wow, yeah yeah wow. okay right i think that's awesome. so just batting it back yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah. um and this is from lorna This is a question regarding theatre and arena etiquette. Me and my husband have just ventured out to see a show at an arena. Several times during the performance, a young man got up to leave, so we all had to stand for him to pass. Every time, he returned with two pint glasses of beer. This happened about six times. So it's understandable that people need to leave due to maybe digestive issues or to use the loo, probably all the beer, and we have no problem with that. But the lady sitting next to us got annoyed with him and as he left for the last time, they shouted at him and asked him to wait. I didn't know where to look. So what would you do in this situation? Were the ladies, ladies right to get annoyed or should they have kept quiet? I think they should, you should, they should have... They're well within their rights to get annoyed. Mm. But the only way they should be allowed to express that annoyance is by catching, say, for example, your eye and rolling <laughs> their eyes. You can't say something. You can't... <laughs> imprison somebody in the seat maybe some kind of passive aggressive mutter yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. make it difficult i was once and i I try you know i I consider myself a fairly fastidiously punctual person um and then on this one occasion i was late for a theater show and got there just as the overture was playing and i had to budge past jennifer saunders (laughs) 
to get to the seat. And let me tell you something. She she was not gracious. Oh, really? She did not like a latecomer. Mm, mm. She sort of rumped and didn't quite stand up. Oh, I, I've done that before. You know, that sort of yeah, half, half sit. Half, yeah, 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 yeah. Which I have to say it's not a comfortable position to contort your body into. No, no. But it's really showing that I'm the reluctance, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I suppose there's always that in your arsenal. What if this was written from the perspective of the man getting up for beers and he was asking... I think you've got a problem, man. How many... T- <laughs> I think you need to think about your relationship with alcohol. Okay, forget putting that aside. Yeah. How and he said to you, how many times is it okay to get up during a theatre performance, a music performance, uh, to go and get just drinks, not toilet? Well, they're very different things, aren't they? Well, that that yeah, he's asking both. Well, so, to- music performance, it's I think it's okay. Theatre, you have to wait for the. Interval. You're not allowed to get up full stop. No, it's it's still. about you know you consider what provisions you need to get you through. Mm. That part of the play. Yeah, yeah. Um, music, how many times are you allowed? I think you just, you know, you are allowed. Mm. You're allowed to go as many as you want. Okay. okay. But think about just th- think about being part of an audience. You're part of an audience here, though, mm-hmm. right? Mm. Think about other people and how you're inconveniencing them by making them stand up. Yeah. All that effort they're going to to stand up. So you can have or 12, not even 12 quite stand up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I feel like it's one of these where nobody is quite in the wrong or the mm-hmm. right. So I think, the, well, I think the, the the saying something is definitely in the wrong. Yeah. But I think even though it's really no effort at all to stand up, it's really annoying. It's disproportionately annoying and we all feel that. And even though at a gig you can go to the bar as many times as you want, Think about the people around you. Yeah. Hmm. Is there an answer in there somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't feel like it. I'm thinking that maybe he could, for some reason I'm thinking of those caps with like two pints either side and a yes. straw. He could get one of those. He can get one of those like rucksack drink things with a straw as well. Mm. I'm trying to think how he could like have 12 pints about his person so he could sit down and still drink what he wants and not be bothering everyone. That's been another good sort of pandemic thing where you've got the QR codes. And they just bring you the drinks. Oh, right. Because then there's no, um, I mean, I know we're on a separate issue here, mm-hmm. but there's no jostling for a place at the bar. Mm-hmm. So I was saying, I, I've got this energy, almost like some kind of um, black hole where I never get noticed. Or I think something about my face is annoying to the person behind the bar and they deliberately don't serve me first to, yeah. to, um, to spite me. Really? I wonder if anyone says, oh, I think I've got the kind of face where the barman comes straight straight to me. Because I think the same as you. Like, I've got the kind of face where... Those people don't know. Yeah, yeah, right. Those, like, those people did live in a different world to the world we live in. They're oblivious. Yeah. Like, they live in a... Re- you know, they say about the Queen that she thinks everywhere smells of fresh paint. Mm-hmm. Th- those kind of commanding alpha... Um, very good looking people. You're a very good looking woman, Annabelle, but you don't you don't carry it well. <laughs> like you carry it with mean? no com- I mean you don't like have any kind of air of confidence about <laughs> okay, you. Okay. So it doesn't give you that thing as you move through the world. But those people who do have that, they just live in a different world. They they think they, they just perceive have you seen the episode of Thirty Rock where she's dating John Hamm? No. I mean it's basically this. Right. And then uh, he lives a charmed life. He he's uh, a doctor. 
but he's a terrible doctor and he, but because he's good looking people just let him get away with it and, <laughs> and charming and i think that those people how do we even get onto this so people who get served at bars yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they don't notice it they just think that's what the world is like for everybody so it doesn't occur to them that there are people like us who saying i've got the kind of face that always no, gets ignored no, at a bar no no oh, okay but also they don't see people like us oh right we're <laughs> invisible to them right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay well i think that's all sorted out then <laughs> they just see like these pixelated areas where we are right yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> good uh, yeah send us your quandary please it's hello at adriftpodcast.com And that was our podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. If you have a story for us or if you have a quandary for Quandary Corner or if you have a podication, they're starting to uh, uh, trickle in now, but some more would be welcome. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Thanks to Kim Rainey for our wonderful artwork and to Carla Gowlett for the photos. And I'll finish this week, uh, of course, by saying, It's my ear! Podication time. The first one comes from Laurie Avadis. That's a name, isn't it? Mm, it's lovely. Um, Laurie says, hi, Jeff and Annabelle. Hi. Hi. On the 22nd of September, two years ago, I met Joe, who has really changed my life and made me truly happy. I love her very much indeed. And I thought that a podication from my two favourite podcasters would be a great way to mark that second anniversary. Of course, if your new backlog has suddenly led to this publication being read out in December 2024, then it may have lost something of its uh, poignancy. So it's hoping. What's interesting here is that word, my, my favourite two. If it was uh, uh, our. Mm. Yeah, our or even Joe's. Mm. I think it's not going to go down very well. Better than nothing. Is it better than nothing? Yeah, I mean, I would quite, I don't know, unless I hated us, and then it would be better than, then it wouldn't be better than nothing. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. Okay, well, Joe, I, I hope this is acceptable to you. Mm. It comes from a good place with yes, Laurie. Yes, yeah, kind heart, nice thoughts. Yeah. And then there's this one from Matt Owen, who says, Hi, Jeff and Annabelle. Hi. Hi. Your recent pronouncements regarding the dearth of podications has prompted me to finally write in to ask for one for my wife, Sharon, of um, go back to where you came from in for me. It would be great if this could be read out as close to the 20th of September as possible, as this is our wedding anniversary, and it would repay the lovely podication Sharon sent in for me a few years ago, which was read out on the actual day and as we were driving through the beautiful Irish countryside. This really helped make what was already a lovely day that little bit more special. The upside of having delayed this long is that it's enabled me to celebrate a life of change Sorry, uh, to celebrate a life change that has had a profound effect on Sharon. After 27 years working in the same food factory, 
undertaking the vital task of ensuring that the shelves of Tesco and Sainsbury's didn't go short of coleslaw, Sharon took redundancy. Mm. This has enabled her not only to reduce her working hours, but also take a change of career. She now works in a care home for people with dementia, and I have never known her to be so fulfilled at work. Instead of waking up and being physically ill at the idea of going to work in a, for her in a place um, which so undervalued her that it drove her to the brink of physical and emotional collapse, she gets up early enough to arrive at work with a... Um, sorry, is it, the, the problem here is the screen is slightly too far away from me and it's falling between the two stools of my very focus. Oh. I can't quite... I don't quite know whether to look through the top bit or the bottom bit. Um, a good while earlier than necessary for her 12-hour shift. She comes home full of stories, not of how awful the day has been, as it invariably used to be, but rather of the residents and their previous lives, lives which dementia does its best to strip away from them root and branch. To take this work on is a measure of Sharon, as her own mother suffered with various types of dementia before her much-lamented death four years ago, and as an only child, Sharon was left with the bulk of her mother's care and admin, looking after our house and supporting me through undertaking a degree around a demanding job as well as working full-time herself. To deliberately place herself in a position surrounded by people suffering from the same condition and with such intimate knowledge of its pernicious effects speaks volumes about who she is, though she herself would deny that this is anything special. Well, before I move on, I mean, that's just incredibly impressive. Mm -hmm. Well, firstly, sorry to hear about your mum. I'm just really sorry. Um, And yeah, I mean, just to make a change like that, it takes takes a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I know what it's, you know, I I know what it's like to feel like you were feeling... Sharon but then to go and do something different I'm so pleased that it is uh, rewarding in the way that it is but I wonder if Sharon is even the sort of person who'd want a big fuss made about that sounds like she wouldn't really yeah but it's incredibly impressive oh here we go um Sharon would downplay this too, but she is also a wonderful mother to Joe and bonus mum to our two girls, Alex and Olivia. Alex comes to tea every week and the two of them uh, gang up on me something rotten. To see them together is truly something beautiful to behold and is hopefully some comfort for Sharon as Joe has emigrated to the States to be with his lovely wife, Michelle. We haven't been able to go to visit them in Buffalo for obvious reasons, uh, so I haven't seen them since he left over two years ago, which has been particularly hard on Sharon. Joe would be the first to admit that he is firmly on the drifter spectrum and has married an American woman who is much less so. Sound familiar? Mm-hmm. What could you be getting at there, Matt? Uh, Joe also listens to the podcast every week, so we'll be sure to let me know if he disagrees with any part of this. Around 20 years ago, We met when we were nearly young and agree that this is probably for the best as when we were in our first marriages, we were hardly the best versions of ourselves. I'm getting choked up about this whole thing. It's it's really beautiful. Um, Although this meant that we never got to have children together. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The relationships built between Sharon and the girls and Joe and myself are always going to be special to us both and demonstrate how modern families should work. She is a wonderful person who often puts others ahead of her own needs and has a long history of mentoring younger women in the workplace. Sorry, I'm getting really choked up now. Um, she proclaims herself to be a total misanthrope, but is, in reality, the most empathetic person I know. She has an absolute love for animals, and will often stop to move earthworms off the pavement and into the bushes so they don't get stomped. To watch her walk through the garden with the chickens trailing after is a sight to behold, a true mother hen. Over the years, I've grown quite fond of Sharon, uh, but I won't pretend that being married to isn't without its challenges. <laughs> uh, I'm sure living with me is no picnic either, but I do know without her, I would be truly adrift. Long may she continue to dance me through the curtains that our kisses have outworn oh, funny i wrote that in uh uh my um i wrote that bit of that verse of that song in my anniversary cut to my oh, wife oh wow so we had that song at our wedding yeah yeah um driftily regards matt owen p.s uh, some of you may have Noticed a couple of liberal borrowings from the master wordsmith, Mr. Leonard Cohen. If you're going to steal, steal from the best. God, he really was. I think I've said before, yeah, there's so many. Like, I listen to like I know people who don't really hear the lyrics, but I'm, I'm really kind of obsessive about lyrics. And there are so many great lyricists in, in rock and pop, but I think very few of them strip away the music. Very few of those lyrics stand up on the on the page. But Leonard Cohen, I mean, he's the one, isn't he? Because he was a poet. He was mm. a published poet, I think, before he was a singer. Um. Well, that was uh, that was wonderful. I really enjoyed hearing that and the uh, Leonard Cohen references. So there we go. Sharon, congratulations. And uh, and also, Laurie, thanks for, for writing in to us. And uh, I hope, I just hope that Jo enjoyed her podcast too. Yep. 
And there we go. That's the latest edition of the podcast. If you would like one podicating to yourself or someone else, then email us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com.